I want to interrupt this episode for just a minute to tell you how easy it was for me to start recording my podcast. If you're in business, you know how important it is to have one tool to perform all of your work. That is what I love about Anchor. Let me explain. It's free. It's a way that you can create and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. And also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you to many different platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. With Anchor, you can even make money from your podcast. It is everything you need to make podcasts all in one place. Download the free Anchor app now or go to anchor.fm and get started today. I know I told you that at the end of the last episode that I would talk about one of the major symptoms of my PTSD, which is my lack of emotions. I had the the script half written when I started thinking about my dysfunctional job history. I knew my job history was chaotic, but I really didn't know why I had quit so many jobs in such a short period of time and why I got fired from so many jobs, and especially I didn't know why I thought that it was all right to have so many jobs over the last 49 years. In 1972, the year I was discharged from the U.S. Navy, to 2021, I have had 78 jobs in that 49-year period. As I thought about these questions, the answers came to me. The answers were so profound that I want to share them with you. First, let me give you some background on when and how I learned that I was suffering from PTSD. This will put my job history in perspective for you. In 1998, a friend of mine talked me into going to see a Vietnam veterans counselor. My friend had been a POW in Vietnam, and because my experience was not as extreme as his, he had more, more credibility than I did. For a couple of years, he had been telling me that I was all messed up from my Vietnam experience and that I needed to go see a therapist. I assured him that I was perfectly normal and therapy was not for me. One day we were talking and he told me about a new program that the Veterans Administration had for Vietnam veterans. The VA had determined that a lot of the homeless and socially dysfunctional Vietnam veterans were still having problems adjusting to the societal norms even 26 years after the Vietnam War had ended. According to the research that the VA had recently done, these vets were suffering from PTSD. So the VA set up veterans, Vietnam Veterans Counseling Centers all over the United States to try to get these veterans off the streets and into PTSD counseling. My friend said that since these counseling centers were just for Vietnam veterans and because I was a Vietnam veteran, that I should go to one of them and see if I can get some help. He said that there were several centers around Houston where I was living at the time, so it would be easy for me to find one close. I finally agreed to check them out, not because I needed help but just to prove to him that I was really normal. I did not have this thing called PTSD. So one day, reluctantly, I looked up the closest center to my house. Then that afternoon on my way home from work, I made myself stop in to see what the counseling was all about. That began my introduction to PTSD. During my first appointment with my new counselor, 
He didn't tell me that I was all messed up and needed therapy. In fact, he didn't tell me anything. He just asked if I wanted to see some videos about some veterans who were having a tough time adapting to civilian life after coming home from Vietnam. This seemed pretty harmless, so I said, sure, put one on. After watching one video, my interest was piqued. So we watched numerous videos of Vietnam veterans who had developed PTSD as a result of their experiences in Vietnam. After reflecting on those guys in the videos and comparing their situations to my own, it became very clear to me that maybe I did, after all, have PTSD. This is when I began to dig into what the typical symptoms of PTSD were and which ones applied to me. All of a sudden, I had a major realization that startled me. One of the major symptoms of the guys in the videos who had PTSD was their inability to keep a job for any length of time. I realized that I had had a lot of jobs between 1972 and 1998. It was earth shattering to me to see that I had that same symptom of PTSD that they had. I went home from that counseling session and started making a list of all the jobs that I'd had since being discharged from the Navy in 1972. I had been keeping business cards and others momentum of my previous job, so it was pretty easy to compile an accurate list. I found that I'd had 51 jobs between 1972 and 1998, that's 26 years. 51 jobs in 26 years. That's an average of one job every six months. All of a sudden, that became very concerning to me. Now that was very funny because up to that time, I had never once considered that only staying in a job for six months was that unusual. It seemed very normal to me and nothing that I should be concerned about. In the previous episode, I told you that the reason that I'd had so many jobs was because of the fight or flight mode that my brain was in. Also my disrespect for authority and my desire for an extreme adrenaline rush both contributed to it. Now to the revelation that came today. As I was thinking about the number of jobs I'd had over the last 49 years and the average length of the job, which was six months, I knew that I had established a pattern when it came to how long I stayed on a job. Today, when I was working at my part-time job, I realized why I did that. It was because of the fight or flight mode in my brain that my brain had been in for the last 49 years. Now, I'm a very competitive person. I always have been. So from my first day on a new job, it was only natural for me to try to be the best employee that I could be. In fact, I wanted to be the number one employee of that company. That seemed very normal to me. What I just realized today was that on my first day on the job, my brain immediately went into the fight mode. I realized that I was not just being competitive, which is normal. I was being aggressive, which is not normal. What I didn't know and didn't care to know because of my PTSD was that for the first few months on a new job, the new employee is supposed to take back uh, take the back seat to the experienced employees so that he can learn the company's rules and procedures. And then that way he can figure out how to fit in with the company's culture. 
But that is not what I did. From the first day on the job, I would study the other employees to determine how I could do their jobs better than they could. Then I would do things purposefully to make me look good and them look bad. All this time, I was creating chaos and confusion among my coworkers. But I thought I was doing the best thing for the company. After all, I was going to make the company more successful all by myself. In my way of thinking, the end justifies the means. In other words, all my subversive tactics would make the management see me and my new innovative ideas as the best way to move the company forward. Of course, this never worked. I was always the odd man out in the company, just like when I was in the Navy and did the same things. Because of my aggression, no one wanted to be around me. No one wanted, wanted me to be on their team. No one wanted to be my friend, let alone a co-worker. And it was usually the reason that got me fired. Until today, when I look back on my numerous jobs, I thought that being aggressive in the workplace was a successful strategy. When my strategy failed, I blamed my supervisors for not seeing the value of my contribution. Today, I realize that fighting the company culture and being aggressive towards my coworkers and often even my bosses or owners even at times was not a successful or even a rational strategy. Being in the fight mode on the first day of the job was a destructive, chaotic, and illogical way to make friends and influence people. To make my job strategy even more ridiculous, over all those years, I always thought that I was the smartest person in the room. After all, I was fighting for the ideas to be implemented because I wanted everyone not, I wanted everyone, not just me, to succeed. I always had the right approach to every problem, and all of them were just flat wrong. My co-workers and my bosses saw my aggression as a personality trait that they could not handle. They saw me as an unmanageable employee. I also thought my aggressiveness was a personality trait. I did not see it as being aggressive. I saw it as being persuasive. I thought I was trying to persuade my co-workers and bosses to do the right thing. And my way was always the right way. In reality, now I can see that my aggressiveness or my desire to always fight for my solution was a brain function of my PTSD and not a personality trait. We are taught from our youth that fighting is not good, but in Vietnam, I learned that fighting was not only good, but it was the only way to survive. When my brain went into the fight or flight mode during the firefight, fighting became the only way not only to survive, but to win. In a sense, my brain changed from being persuasive in order to get my way to being aggressive or fighting to win the battle. And every discussion or debate over a solution, uh, over a solution to a problem was a battle to me. My brain switched from the cerebrum part of the brain to the amygdala part of the brain where the fight or flight mode locked in permanently. That was the first thing about my job history that I learned today. After I realized that I was in the fight mode at the beginning of every job, I began wondering, why was I only on the job for an average of six months? Then that's when it hit me. 
it was because of the flight part of the fight or flight mode. After about six months on a new job, I would either gain dominance at my new company or they were ready to fire me for being an unmanageable employee. In either case, the fight was over at that point. Because, uh, because I had nothing to fight for, I would get bored. Immediately, the fight mode, the flight, immediately the flight mode would kick in and I was ready to quit my job. In hindsight, I can see that there was no space, no time between the fight and flight sections of my brain. I would go from fight to flight instantly with no breaks. The first few months on the job was usually tense and demanding for a new person. Once a new employee learns his job, then they go into the relax mode. That's normal. Now, once they go to relax mode after going through all the hoops and jumping through everything to, in order to learn their job, the employee can enjoy doing their work that they're trained for. In my PTSD fight or flight mode, there was no relax and enjoy the job mode. Once the fight was over, the flight began. Let me explain how that worked in the jobs I had. I was in sales from 1974 to 1994. I usually went to work for a company that wanted me to increase their sales or a new company with a new product that they were just introducing. My job was to increase the sales of the company. The product I was going to sell or the marketing campaign that I was going to create was usually new to me. So the first few months with a new company were usually very intense. Before going out to sell the new product, I had to learn what the product's features and benefits were. I had a lot of, I put a lot of thought and effort into making up the sales and marketing presentations. Then I had to execute the marketing strategy and finally sell the product. This process usually took about six months to complete. During that time, I was develop, or during that time that I was developing new sales presentation for the product or developing new marketing campaigns to increase sales, I was in the fight mode. I had to fight to get my new ideas approved. I had to fight to get my sales presentation approved. I had to fight to be the first one in the, of the sales staff in the field to sell the product. These were all fights that I voluntarily took on and fought with aggressiveness. Now, once the new sales pres uh, presentation was completed and implemented, or the marketing campaign that I'd been working on was executed, I got bored. And the reason I got bored was that the fight to get my ideas and strategies implemented was over. I had successfully set up the new sales presentation, the sales staff were using it, and the company's sales were increasing. Now, there was no one to fight any longer. Once I realized that, I was bored with my new job. And a few days later, I knew that I was going to quit in a month or so. This, uh, well, how, how did I know that I was going to quit? Well, this is what happened to me over and over again. When I was on the road making sales presentations after the six month period of time and everything was set up, uh, I would look at a truck going by and I would see the logo on it. And then I would wonder what would it be like to work for that company? In that second, the fight mode was over and I switched to the flight mode. At that moment, I had made the decision to quit the job I was on. And that same thing happened over and over again during my sales career. The dysfunctional cycle was to fight 
to get my ideas and strategies accepted, then watch them being successfully implemented. Then I get bored. Then I decide that I needed a new challenge. I would find a new job and quit. That was the cycle. And that's why I had so many jobs in so few years. Sometimes this is the way it went. Not so good. Fight to get my ideas and strategies accepted. Then the management would not accept what I was proposing. I would continue to fight for what I wanted. Then the management would get tired of me continually harassing them. And when they had had enough of me, they would fire me or force me to quit. So either way, either I was successful or I would get fired, it was okay with me because I always got what I wanted. Number one was a chance to fight for what I thought was best for the company. Number two, to either prove that I was the smartest person in the room or that I was the best unmanageable employee in the company. And three, once I accomplished either of those, I would get bored and quit or get fired. This was one of the dysfunctional symptoms of my PTSD. The good news for me is that now that I can verbalize it, now that I can tell you about it, I can understand it. Now I can correct it. This, this symptom actually went away in my mind about three years ago. At that time, I didn't know the reason that I was so aggressive on the job because I didn't know that it was a symptom of my PTSD. Also, I didn't know why my brain has suddenly changed from fight or flight to the normal mode. So like I mentioned, this happened about three years ago. Um, so uh, now that I understand how this happened, I can see why I have been so compliant uh, to, to management on my last two part-time jobs. So after I left that job three years ago, um, I worked. I went to work for a new company, and that new company, I had a new uh, frame of mind, a new mindset. So after a few months on the job with this new company uh, that I started a couple of years ago, I was surprised that things were going so well in the job. Now, this was very unusual for me. So I asked the boss one day if I was getting along okay with him and their employees. He said that I was getting along with everyone very well, and everyone liked me. Wow, what a switch. Now, I know why I made that change three years ago. When I quit the other job where I was a very where I was very aggressive and only a few people could stand to work with me, and I went to work for the company where everyone liked me, even the boss, I can see that I had made the change, but at the time, I didn't know why that change had occurred. Now I can see that just like my brain automatically made the switch to the fight or flight mode, uh, during the firefight, it again automatically made the switch back to the normal part of my brain all on its own. I had nothing consciously to do with it. Now, I don't know how it happened, but I'm glad it did happen. And now that I can see how much more successful I am on the job, I will make sure that I consciously drop all the bad habits associated with that symptom uh, so that I don't go fall back into the fight or flight mode. For the first time since Vietnam, I can do my job in a relaxed, confident manner without the boss getting on my case for me being too aggressive. Now that feels very good. Well, that wraps up this episode. I have more to tell you about the new revelations of how and why my PTSD symptoms have caused me to fail 
on so many jobs over the last 47 years. And I'm going to cover those in the next episode, maybe the next two episodes. It seems like I'm getting a lot of new revelation that's helping me understand not just what my symptoms are, but how they were created, what part of my brain they're coming from. And I don't know how my brain is switching back to the normal uh, way I'm supposed to act. So I'll tell you more about that in the next episode. See you then.